Doctor's appointments can be a chore. First, you have to get dressed, get out of the house, drive over to the office, park, wait for the doctor, usually way too long, and then do the whole thing back in reverse. But what if you could do some doctor's appointments without leaving the house? On today's Ask Dr. Gill, I want to talk about telemedicine and how and when it can be useful for you. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Ask Dr. Gill. I am your host, Dr. Gill Winkleman. And uh, today on the program, I would like to talk about telemedicine, uh, telehealth, telepsychiatry, uh, telehealth for mental health services. It, it has different names, uh, online doctor's consultations. And I bring that up because sometimes people don't know how to look for this and how to find a provider that's appropriate. And it's, it's actually really fascinating, not just because I do it as part of my practice. It's a big part of my practice. I have patients all over the world, and we can use, uh, you know, HIPAA-compliant video software now to be able to have appointments. And sometimes, you know, we use the phone as well. But it, uh, it, it provides an opportunity for patients who might not otherwise be able to get into my office. And interestingly enough, my first uh, couple of patients that I did telemedicine with had something called agoraphobia, which is the fear of uh, open spaces. They couldn't leave their house. And I may have talked about this on another episode, but, you know, they... they uh, these patients had so much anxiety getting out of the house that, you know, trying to get them into my office to have an appointment would be too uh, anxiety-provoking for them. And, in, in you know, in some respects, you know, one of my, the tenets of my naturopathic training is do no harm. And making them come into the office would have been more harmful than good. So that's why, you know, I started doing this. And then over time, you know, I would get people coming from all over the world uh, who who needed a consultation. And, you know, it became more and more a part of my practice. So I actually really enjoy it. You can't do everything uh, with it, but for the mental health aspect of of treatment, I think it, it it's very very powerful. Let me speak to my office as far as the process goes. Uh, different offices do uh, have different procedures, and uh, you know, there's actually a, a couple of outfits that basically you go to their website. And it's kind of like an urgent care. And you just kind of wait on hold, and then they see you. And for some things, this is amazing. Interestingly enough, the number one specialty for uh, telemedicine is dermatology. And, you know, when you think about that for a moment, it really makes sense because most of the time, 
a really good dermatologist can take one look at something and know exactly what it is. Now, there are times when they look at it and they say, hey, I need to take either a biopsy or a skin scraping or whatever the case may be. But at least you kind of know that up front. And I think long term, as we use telemedicine more, this will make waiting less, uh, you know, people, people won't have to wait in the waiting room as much. I think a lot of that happens for, for patients because doctors uh, tend to overbook, uh, in part because people cancel. But we are, as a group, optimistic about how much time it will take with a patient. And sometimes some patients need more time than others. And so if you're in a busy, busy practice and someone takes, you know, 20 minutes or a few people take 20 minutes instead of the 15, that's what can back things up. And particularly with something like dermatology where you might have to take a a couple of, you know, do a couple of procedures. Granted, they're very fast at, you know, doing that. But still, if it takes a couple minutes more here and a couple minutes more there. So the nice thing about the telemedicine is, is that if you don't have to go in, first of all, it saves you the trip. Second of all, if you're waiting, you're waiting at home. So that's, that's always nice. So that's, that's one of the, the big specialties. And for mental health, obviously, I think it's a, a, a real big boon. And that's kind of you know where I'm using most, most of the time is with mental health. And and also nutritional counseling. So telemedicine can be used to both convey information, but also to show uh, empathy, you know, with patients who are having a hard time and uh, or, or having emotional uh, issues coming up. Now, the, the one downside to, to video chats right now is that you really can't make eye contact. (laughs) And the reason has to do with camera placement in computers. So, you know, I'm, I use an iMac uh, or a, a MacBook Pro, depending on where I am. And the camera is in most computers is actually at the top of the computer screen above it. And most pictures are not at that same level. So there is that aspect where, you know, with, with, with phones, if you're using a handheld device, it becomes a little easier because the picture and the camera are closer to one another. But it's not quite the same as being face to face. And I mean, the answer would be to put the camera in the middle of the screen. But that's not obviously going to happen yet. Uh, we're not there technologically. But I do bring this up because it is a little awkward at times. And I've, I've noticed this in uh, counseling sessions, uh, both giving and receiving via video, that, that there's that aspect of not quite making eye contact. And for people who've had trauma uh, or uh, 
intimacy kind of issues that have shown up in their lives, that it, that may be an issue. And, I, and that's why I wanted to bring this up. So I'm going to take a little break and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about how this works and what telemedicine might be good for. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Gill. I am your host, Dr. Gill Winkleman. And before we continue, I just wanted to let you know that uh, I'm always happy to take questions. Uh, You can email them to info, I-N-F-O, at A-S-K-D-R-G-I-L dot com. And if it's, you know, I get a question multiple times, it can become a topic on here. And I've done that on a number of occasions uh, with the program. And if you, you know, have a question that's specific, we can figure out about answering that as well, too, specific to your case, I mean. The other thing I wanted to let you know is that I am putting together a pyroluria workshop, uh, really an e-course. It's, uh, it's still coming together, and when I have it, you know, fully together, I will, I will let you know more about it. And you can always go to my website, askdrgil.com, askdrkill.com, and slash forward slash workshops. And on that page, when I have information, it will go on that page. In the meantime, if you go to that page, you can sign up for email and I will send you information as it comes up. So, so all right, let's get back to telemedicine and uh, telehealth services. So, you know, basically the process isn't that much different than a doctor's appointment on a, in person. So I typically people email the office um, at that info at AskDrGill.com. And my office manager, Tara, will get back to you. Uh, with, uh, you know, how to, what testing, if, if, if we're going to do testing. Usually I do testing before the appointment. Uh, not always, though. Uh, and, and the only reason I say that is, is that uh, most people haven't had the tests that are needed, uh, you know, for, the, for Walsh protocol, but also for general uh, you know, uh, blood work and so forth. So if you, if that's an issue, for example, this, the couple of the people with, uh, agoraphobia who couldn't leave their house, those people, we didn't get testing for to begin with. Uh, and so we did do some of the home tests, which are usually urine, uh, because those were, Definitely, you know, easier to get. But if they, if you can't leave your house, you can't leave your house. I mean, you know, and it happens. So um, that's kind of, you know, what we do. And then we set up the appointment time and we send you a link for the video. Uh, or, or, you know, some people don't have the technology, we use the phone. So that's kind of the basic idea behind it. And it's, you know, we, we talk 
and sometimes I might ask someone to hold, you know, look at their body in some uh, in some way. Uh, but typically, it's more about information, getting a, a thorough history, and I'm big on that and asking a lot of questions. And because I do a Walsh protocol, there's very specific questions that we that we ask to sort of figure delineate. You know, is this a case of methyl methylation issue under or over? Is there a pyrrole uh, possibility? Is there a zinc copper imbalance? Uh, is there head injury or is there heavy metal issues? Now, I can't do telemedicine with everything. Um, I can't do neurofeedback over the phone, uh, you know, typically. Uh, I can't palpate someone. I can't do, like, for example, an abdominal exam or a heart exam. Um, that, that, by the way, may change. Um, the Apple Watch uh, may have an e- a built-in EKG monitor in it in the next iteration. And there is a study going on right now, uh, this is just kind of as an aside, where if you have an Apple Watch, you can sign up. I think it's through Stanford. And they monitor the recordings from the watch and send warnings. And several people have actually had their lives saved this way. So if you have a heart condition, you may want to look at this, uh, look into it. It's the Apple Watch Series 3. But apparently the Series 4 may actually have a full-blown EKG capability built into it, which is pretty amazing uh, as far as that goes. And I can say this because I've had relatives and and colleagues and patients who've had heart attacks. I mean, it does, it could definitely make a difference for, for uh, people. So like I said, if you have a heart condition, that is, that is a piece of technology that, that could be worth spending money on. Uh, the other aspect of uh, telemedicine that I find incredibly useful is check-ins with patients. And even if they've had something going on that did require a physical exam, uh, sometimes just having a quick you know, video call uh, can be very helpful for follow-ups. And I know for Oregon, at some point, they wanted people to be seen at least once in person, but after that they didn't care. And that's kind of the the the, the mindset behind this, and this is this licensing board. Um, I, I think that we're seeing changes in that uh, just with the distribution of of technology and you know it's we're we're more of a global economy and so forth, and medicine is no different. Um, I think that the follow-ups, we can convey information both ways. You know, the patient can tell me what's been going on. And oftentimes that will cue in what the next steps will be for, for them. And, you know, part of this, by the way, in terms of my mindset is I don't see that this is an issue where you have a problem and I fix it. I see this as a process. So, you know, your overall health and well-being as a patient isn't just about the visit and fixing the particular problem. It's about creating the relationship and the 
the steps, you know, almost like a health coach. So telemedicine lends itself very nicely to that. And, you know, sometimes there's nutritional counseling involved, though, that isn't my forte. I mean, it's not that I don't know anything about it. It's just there's other people who do more of that than I do. But sometimes there's little bits and pieces in terms of what to eat, what not to eat, um, particularly as it relates to, uh, you know, nutrient deficiency issues uh, along the Walsh Protocol, um, because sometimes, you know, there are little things that, that pe- people don't know. You know, as an example, vegetarians who are undermethylated really need uh, to be adding B12 back into their system because they're not getting it uh, in, as part of their their diet you know or enough of it as part of their diet so so that is all that i have today it's a short podcast as far as telemedicine goes um if you have any questions feel free to send an email to info info at askdrgil.com askdrgil.com and uh i'm always open for ideas for Uh, new podcasts and programs information. And uh, if you like the show, go to iTunes, please, and uh, give us a, a nice rating. And I would appreciate that. So that's all I got. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. forward to 
meeting and talking with you guys the next time. Take care. Bye-bye.